Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast, where you learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in. Because Big Mike has got the life starting now. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike, Mike Zlatnik, and today it is my great pleasure, the privilege to welcome back my really good friend, Jason Medley. AJ. Big Mike, what's up, my friend? And I like that. You're like, I'm the Big Mike's. Well, the name goes back. It has the roots from the CG. That's, that's yeah, it. I was, just, I was just looking at you. I was like, I knew you when there was no gray in that hair. Well, we've been together for what about, about ten years? More than that. Yeah. You, you heard me crack this joke. You either got a memory problem or a math problem. Yeah, I know. So I mean, I've started right. CG twenty twelve. I remember when you were running the visionary. It was before then. So it's been a great yeah. journey. It's, yeah, it's more than ten years. Eleven, twelve. So yeah, a long and, time. And it's been a good ride. It's been a great ride. So before we dive into how CG doing, how's family? Family is good, man. Um, you know, me and my, I, I think uh, most folks will say when their marriage is good, uh, everything is, is good. And so right now me and my, my wife, Jen, are, are doing good. We certainly have our ups and downs like everybody else and never know and then a good, uh, a good, a good fight. But um, I, I, I think all in all, we're doing great. Me and Ava, Ava's nine now and, and we are very tight uh, as, as a daughter, father. Uh, we just went go-karting. Last week, that was a blast. I didn't know how she liked that, you know, being a little girl, but she she totally dug that. And uh, my mom's doing good, living here in Florida, uh, close by now. So that's been a, a real blessing. And then, you know, business is good. So like we were saying before we jumped on here, lots to be thankful for. And uh, as you said it best, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. I'm yeah. really happy to hear you doing well. You my regards to Jen and uh, so happy to hear that you are and daddy are just bonding and doing well. That's yeah. really the most important thing. Yeah. You live your life through your kids, right? You, you, you're enjoying what she's enjoying, right? That's, that's been my experience. You're experiencing kind of beauty of life through your kids. Your kids are happy and they're enjoying life. That makes you happy, right? I say in general, that's the case. There's definitely some things that she enjoys. I don't she's still nine years old and she still wants to go time with her mommy and daddy before she gets uh put to bed each night and somehow she manages to get to the television before i do uh at nighttime and she puts on those little kitty shows and at, at some point after like by wednesday of the week you know i'm like i'm not shit again so, so you're not gonna enjoy everything uh, that the kid enjoys yeah i'm sure yeah. you're not playing with barbie dolls uh and stuff like that but oh what's your cartoons yeah, right. no, we're, we're having fun. That's great. Um, let's kind of jump to CG. So you're the founder CEO of CG. You've been growing the baby for many years. It, it's gone from being a baby as your other child uh, is a mature, I guess, uh, adult at this point. Young adult, maybe beyond the young adult. So how is the group doing? What's new and exciting? Um, what's been the evolution? What, what's the latest and greatest? Yeah. Um, so we are, yeah, we're, we're rocking along. And I'd say the biggest reason of that is because, uh, we really invested in our team this year. Um, we have made three just really critical hires, um, brought in, uh, Brian Snyder, uh, as our COO is a gentleman who was part of an organization that flipped 
250 or so, 250 or home, 250 or so homes a year. Um, that's something I, that I really, really, really needed as an entrepreneur for 20 plus years. Um, and so it's been, uh, just amazing having him on board, um, to kind of take over operations so I can think up new things and launch new products, which we just launched. Uh, that's another great thing. We just launched, um, what we call CG Elevate, uh, which is, we have our premier level, which is typically people, if you're speaking of house flips, do a hundred plus flips a year, or if it's just self-storage or whatever it may be, running at least a, a three, three, four million dollar business. And then we have our uh, select level, which is uh, if it's house flipping, say 35, 40 to a hundred deals a year, uh, those guys are usually running a, a one to three million dollar business. And then we have our Elevate product, which we just launched, which is 10 to, 10 to 30 flips. So, um, you know, having Brian on board has allowed me to, and not only allowed me to think it up, but also to help uh, launch that. And then um, hired a director of marketing. And uh, so that's uh, exciting as well to have someone full time. All the things I used to get a lot of ratios and marketing and everything. And we brought in some, some real talent there. And then um, at a member level, probably the most important uh, is we've hired a full time, what we call member concierge, who's Really, their job on a daily basis is to be interfacing with our members to really figure out what do they need, or more importantly, probably who do they need? Who do they need to help them solve the problems uh, that they're currently dealing with? And uh, so, three key hires. Um, and, you know, really, probably the, the biggest thing that happened is, is at the end of uh, last year, at the end of October, brought in an equity partner. And that probably for me as an entrepreneur, gave me the mental capacity to look at the business in a different way. Whereas I think before, before that, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs say, well, we need to fill this position. It's going to be $200,000 a year. And then you think, oh, $200,000, it's going to take them a year to, you know, to figure out what they're doing. So kind of the first year of eating 200 grand and, you know, da, 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 that, that whole chatter uh, that goes on in their minds. And then um, with bringing in an equity partner that those, those conversations don't, don't live in here anymore, um, because of how things are structured. And it's just really given me a, a freedom to look at the business and, and how, how are we going to serve our members at a higher level and, and expand the organization without necessarily fretting about the things, you know, when it was, uh, all my baby that I would, I would fret about, you know, so Lots of things happening where, um, I think is up today around 340, 341 memberships and, um, uh, still growing and, uh, but still dealing with challenges just like, you know, anybody else who's running our uh, business. So, but I love what I do. Uh, I love serving our community and, um, uh, and still enjoying the ride after 12, uh, what was C? Yeah. 12, 13 years. Yeah. I appreciate the update and, um. Great leadership. And I remember you and I chatted and, uh, I remember how long ago it was. And you said, what's really important is to the job. Number one is to get the right team. Don't worry about profitability. Don't really worry about anything else. Just get the team beefed up so that you have the right talent, the right people in the bus and the right seats. Remember the conversation stuck in my head. We've grown too. We've hired a number of strong people to help run the business. And, um, at the end of the day. Uh, it helps you as a leader to be really working on the business, not in the business. And that's the whole, that's the whole idea. Uh, yeah. So I appreciate that, that suggestion. And you, 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 you ate your own cat food or your own dog food. That's exactly what you've been doing. And 
Yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a good ride. We've got some great detail in our team this year, and I'm excited uh, about the business still. After well, 13 years, I'm still excited about the collective genius. That's awesome. So uh, CG is growing. I mean, we're obviously going into economic slowdown, pretty obvious. Though right before the call, we talked about people are running for safety now. They're parking the cash in treasuries. And it's, it's normal and natural. Uh, by the way, if you read, read Dallas' book, um, Managing uh, Big Debt Crisis, Navigating Big Debt Crisis, it talks about these type of situations. We, we are, we've, we've entered the period of deleveraging. And during that period, interest rates rise and, and when the interest, it credit tightens. And um, returns on equity get more questionable. And the substitutional effect kicks in. Folks take the money out of equities and they put them into debt in, investments. Uh, especially treasuries with the higher safety of the current yields, right? It's yeah. kind of been big no risk. Let's see what, what the game, you know, will, will, will play out in the next six to 12 months and make the decisions then. But for now, so what are you seeing from the members? I'm just curious, what are people saying uh, on the business front? Is business shrinking, succeeding? Let me make one, let me kind of pose the first uh, question by, by this. Well, it's not a hypothesis. It's kind of the reality. Transaction volume is down. Transaction volume down a lot. And this is in, in the commercial, 70 to 75%. And in residential, no supply. People just not selling houses because the interest rates are low. They locked in those mortgages. Nobody wants to move. Nobody wants to do anything. So it's kind of like there's no distress. There's no supply. So what's happening with people who do fix and flip? What's happening with people who do commercial? It's, it's a weird state of affairs when the volume is just not there. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, I mean, I've been in real estate and finance for 20 plus years, 20, maybe 22, 23 years. Um, and it is a, it's a weird dynamic right now, um, going through a period where we've never had that low of interest rates uh, for such an extended period of time. And now now we're, now we're we have a, a different type of uh you know, a different type of game that we're playing. And so I think the reality is um, in, in the single family space, there's been a lot of people that in order to adapt to the change in volumes, I think there's, number one, I think in the single family space, there's still plenty of money to be made from the simple fact that inventory is low. And so when you get it and you put together a good product, you're going you're gonna to sell that product. Um, that doesn't mean that a lot of people haven't had to make pretty substantial adjustments in their business. I mean, if you go from, you know, let's say you were doing 15 rehabs a month and, and, uh, and, and now, you know, the velocity and the number of transactions has slowed dramatically and you're only doing, you know, 10, uh, then that obviously requires a different staffs, um, or maybe the same staff minus uh, a few heads is, is really probably the majority of what people have done. And so they've had to Really, really focus on trimming the fat at a at a staff level. Um, these types of times or economic uh, changes and shifts really reveal who on your team is uh, is an A player, who's a B player, who's a C player. And so, you know, I think some people have had to kind of go through and enforce rank to the team and, and make some tough decisions to to trim that team down um, to make up for some of the lack of velocity in, in transactions. And I think they've also had to really, really get focused on being efficient um you know in in uh i think there's this big term that everybody throws around i want to scale i want to scale i want to scale 
And it's, uh, to me, it's kind of bastardized a little bit, you know, because what scale, what? Um, I think so many people got um, kind of tied in mentally to scaling the number of doors they have or scaling the number of square feet or scaling the number of um, flips they're doing or, you know, but really I think folks kind of coming back around and realize they supposed to scale their bank account. Uh-huh. And because you, sometimes you can get caught up in those other things. You can take on too much debt. Um, you can get really good at acquisition of, of investor property, but not so good at maybe the operational uh, capacities to, to, to get it through your pipeline and, and exit it, uh, et cetera. And so I think a lot of people are really taking a hard look at like, you know what? I can still do great. I can still make plenty of money. Um, I'm just going to have to do it differently. And, and that involves a, probably a, a little bit of a smaller team um, and, you know, really trying to be hyper efficient. Uh, that's probably my, my two cents on the, the single family side. Um, the, and, and I think a lot of, uh, you know, major rentals across the country are still granted. The volume is not there just simply because, of, you know, it, it's not there a lot of times because of interest rates, people want to sit tight, but, uh, in most of the major metros, we're back to a competitive market. There's not, you know, properties that are sitting on the shelves. Um, so there's, there's a difference in sometimes why transactions are not taking place. Um, we went through a period where it's because rates went up. Now we're in a period because, hey, everybody's kind of used to the rates on the single family side, but a lot of people don't want to move uh, because of their, their existing mortgages. So on the commercial side, you know, you and I were talking before we kind of hit the record button here, and I think that's still very much unfolding. Um, it's already gotten a little messy. I think it's probably going to continue to get messier just from the perspective that a lot of people took on, uh, uh, you know, adjustable debt, or it was fixed for a short term and became adjustable in two years, three years, et cetera. Uh, those new adjustable rates are, are putting them in positions where the properties that they had purchased um, are, are not going to cash flow at uh, the existing rates, and that's going to create a lot of a lot of pain, a lot of agony for uh, for a lot of people. So uh, that's you know, I think I think the smart folks are like, how do I continue to make good money? How do I do it hyper efficiently, and how do I really really mitigate? really, really, really mitigate risk right now. Uh, you know, you and I were just talking about something I never thought I would publicly confess in my life, which is that a majority of my cash and, and, a, and a, actually a substantial part of my net worth is in U.S. treasuries. Um, I, I, I'd still laugh when I say that. I never thought I would, I would say that. But, you know, after you've been through a few of these boom and busts, you start to realize that, okay, when they raise interest rates and, and that hits my real estate investing business, well, then I get some liquidity and I come over here and I invest in treasuries at 5%. Um, and then if the treasuries deliver a lower yield because they're cutting rates, then that means there's probably going to be opportunity back in the marketplace and we'll take some of the money for treasuries and go into equities, right? Or And, and, and so, you know, I'm glad, I'm sure we're not all completely without pain, but in our age, midlifers haven't gone through a few of these, you're starting to figure out the, the game a little bit. So uh, that's my two cents on kind of where the market's at. Yeah, great wisdom. And that's that's the truth right now. Um, I, I'm working on a presentation that will become available. I'm calling you, don't just survive the economic downturn. 
learn how to thrive. And part of the discussion is looking at what you got, look at your entire portfolio and assess exactly what you said. Is the deal performing on the operating basis? At least is the interest, uh, is the mortgage safe? Is the rate resetting? Is the mortgage maturing? And then you have four conditions, right? Operational doing good, mortgage is safe, you're good. Mortgage is bad, operationally good, what do you do? Or operationally bad, mortgage is good, what do you do? And in the worst case, when the mortgage is resetting and you're not doing well from operating perspective, these type of properties could be a loss. And it's unfortunate. Uh, in, in the markets were too good for too long. People were just used to making easy money. And now it's gotten a whole lot harder. And yeah. some deals are gonna are not going good, and it's a shock. It's it's well, we're dealing with a shocked environment. If you think about this, this has never happened, like you said. The interest rate shock is a gigantic adjustment over a very short period of time, and uh, it, it is a result of yeah. very loose Fed monetary policies, reserve policy for too long. And we can go blame the Fed or not; it doesn't matter. At this point, we're dealing with this environment that is going to continue to cause uh, some challenges. So. Um, what do you think, from your perspective, when are you going to be ready to move the money out of treasuries uh, into some equity deals? So again, yeah. there's no simple answer. It's when the right. deal's going to get a lot more attractive and the interest rates drop and the high level substitution effect will make sense. But what do you think, just from your, your point of view? Yeah. What do you need to see on the equity side to, to get excited? Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately, I mean, you know, fortunate enough to be in a spot where, um, although, yeah, we'll have a much higher return than, you know, four and three quarters or five percent on treasuries. Uh, fortunate enough to be in a spot where that that's not bad right now. And so I think ultimately for me, it would be, you know, the Fed gets to a spot that the only way that's going to go down is if the Fed begins cutting rates, right? If the Fed begins cutting rates, that signals that they're trying to stimulate the economy because the economy is not doing well. And that's almost a shift in, in policy again, if you will, right? They made it very clear what they're doing. We're tamping down, the, tamping things down. Um, and I think when they decide to start lowering rates again, that they will be like, okay, we're, we're, we're changing policy. We're going to try to stimulate the economy. And I know that's a very simplistic answer. But, um, you know, for me, this phase of my life, I, I, I heard a quote and, and you have to forgive me because I don't remember exactly who said it. Um, but, but mo most people, they answer the questions you ask them based on where they're at in their career and where they're at in their life. Right. You, you're answering it from where you're at. Um, so a gentleman I heard, I think is a gentleman named Alex Ramosin that said that Wealth is created by taking large amounts of uh, large amounts of risk with small amounts of money. Wealth is preserved by taking small amounts of risk with large amounts of money. And I'm in a, a spot in my life where I want to take small amounts of risk with large amounts of money until it makes until it no longer makes sense to do that. Um, and the only thing that I could think. Uh, when I would take monies out of treasury, more money out of treasuries and, and, and put it into equities, whether it be stock market, or real estate, or whatever, is uh, I'm going to have to feel super confident about getting a return worthy of foregoing the security associated uh, with the treasuries. You know, um, that's, 
and and I don't see that happening until they were to shift rates. Uh, because I, again, I'm 51 years old. Uh, and like I said, if it's enough money, if it's at five percent, not so. It's not so bad. And I understand and respect. Um, this may be a great topic of conversation, actually. Um, I respect the whole inflation, oh, the cost of living, but if, if your expenses in life are this much, right, and, and you and you have this much money, and that money is making a return that way exceeds your expenses, like that you need to live. Inflation is somewhat irrelevant. Jay, it's great wisdom. So David Phelps, the Freedom Founders, calls the freedom number. You hit your freedom number, you exceeded it by a large margin where your passive income is greatly exceeding your cost, your, 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 operate, your, your living cost. And when you do that, you are well out of the rat race. You are feeling mentally happy. You're feeling great. And you don't need to take a lot of risk. The whole section, just you just we just said, it's beyond brilliant. It's so awesome. It, it, it's, I just love the, the, the phrase you said, small amount of risk, lar large amount of money. That's the safety. That's the wealth preservation. Yeah. And a lot of risk with a little bit of money, if wealth growth, if things work out. If they don't, you're okay. And uh, that makes total sense. And by the way, you are spot on from, you're not a Wall Street guru. Uh, but what's most amazing and most fascinating, the wisdom you came to is from a practical experience. The good old rule when to go back into the market is, is when the Fed starts easing, not before. This is the general rule of thumb on historic basis. And obviously it's applicable to the stock market and it is applicable also to real estate. So before, without knowing this, you actually said superbly brilliant things just because you have the great wisdom of a um, great leader and a very smart fellow and you kind of get real life ideas without studying this formal. So I, uh, I, 20, I acknowledge this and I, I want to say it. It's, it's just really plus years of studying, maybe not books, but street, you know, street, uh, street <laughs> yeah. So let's continue the discussion a little bit. Um, so that, that's a, that these are great nuggets. Uh, let's go back to the CG for a minute. Um, so it's great that you're launching CG, um, elevator. Elevate. Sorry, I, I remember the days when we were CG. It wasn't what it called Premiere. It was CG. People yeah. were doing 30 deals a year. This is good old days. And now it's CG Elevate, uh, which is third level from, from yeah. the top. It's just, you basically, you're serving a broader ecosystem of investors out there, all the way from folks that are starting all the way to, to, to the folks that are pretty successful. So beyond that, are you also delivering any additional like products or services? Um, I realized that the group has always been about education. The group has always been about networking, which is exactly what you said. You brought a concierge person to help folks network better. Just curious, anything else that's going on beyond launching that? Is, is there additional sort of kind of services being launched? Because the community is great. And um, I think it's kind of increased the quantity, but also increasing the quality. Um, so I, I, I hesitate to, to say this, but, uh, we have, cause we haven't made a decision on it, but part of the element, so you have, yeah, we have, we have three tiers. We have premier, our top dogs, like you, Mike, we have select, and now we have elevate and part of elevate, uh, are 
our, our faculty there, if you will, our facilitators, our leaders in Elevate, um, work for uh, one of our premier members, Eric Brewer. So Ben Mott and Joe, who are leading Elevate, um, these guys are super talented in sales and operations. And they, because of the experience, uh, or, and I don't mean this in any way to be condescending, I just may not verbalize it correctly, or, or the lack thereof of experience between the folks in Elevate, you know, who do say 10 to 30 deals a year, it's, it's more, rather than just the community, they, they're, they're getting coaching calls on a weekly basis, right? From Benmont and Joe, who are effectively running uh, Eric's business. And so one of the things we're talking, thinking about is, and it was kind of our customers spoke up at the select level. They were like, well, how can we can, we want to be on those co weekly coaching calls. Um, and so, although we have a, a ton of opportunity, uh, on a monthly basis for our select members, whether it's through sales and marketing masterminds, the virtual, virtual sales and marketing masterminds, virtual operations, virtual, uh, financials, like on a monthly basis, they have about eight different calls to, to, to choose from or to put their teams on. Um, we had quite a few folks say, Hey, we, you know, we would love to, uh, to be on those weekly coaching calls, uh, at the elevate level. Because it, it is a big value. Those guys are, are Ben Lott and Joe who are running it are, are very sharp individuals. And so we may be launching that as a as a kind of a bolt-on product uh, to the select structure, um, if you will. And then, um, you know, the other thing, Mike, is we, we've really dramatically changed the, the structure of our events themselves in the last, uh, uh, in March. All the events are very, very different than they used to be for so many years. Um, and so in and of, of in, in and of itself, we're changing the product, you know? Um, uh, so now we're running tracks now where instead of, you know, CD used to be, you would come in and, uh, before we did our hot seats, it was like everyone sat in the same room the first day and whoever was on the stage is who you were going to listen to. Right. But now we basically are, are running tracks where at one o'clock. There's three different rooms you can go into. One of those rooms is dedicated to sales. One is dedicated to marketing. One is dedicated to operations. You get to pick your lane. Uh, you know, hey, we're operationally solid, but we need to generate more leads. All right, well, I'm going in the marketing track and I'm going to hear three, uh, three kick-ass kick presenters uh, talking about lead generation and marketing for the next hour. So, um, you know, we are, we are changing our, our products uh, dramatically as we speak. All of those operational changes and shifts are, are uh, pretty substantial on our side. I know that for sure. Um, I, I certainly wanted to acknowledge this. I remember the March meeting and it was, it was definitely an enhanced experience in these different track concepts. It makes sense. You go to a large conference, safety have breakout sessions and not everything is, is ideal for everyone. So a more, uh, choice. Tailored content is, is important. It's, there are different strokes for different folks. Yep. So that makes that's a lot of sense. And, and that's great. And, uh, I, I love the fact that you're doing coaching to those folks that need coaching. I think, especially at that elevate level, it makes a lot of sense. These folks are aspiring, they have uh, aspiring, they have great energy, but they need a little bit of help and that's actually great service. So I, I think from my perspective, just observing it from a sideline, um, you've certainly grown and evolved and, and, uh, to your leadership and the whole CG leadership team. So great, great work. Uh, great Thank leadership. You, Thank you, sir. I appreciate that very much. Well, 
we're, we're running out of time. All good things, unfortunately, must come to an end. So does this uh, podcast. So um, any final thoughts, any good recent books, uh, anything else? And if folks are listening and they want to yeah, reach out so and on. inquire how to join CG, who do they speak to? Leon, what's the best way? What's the best website? What forums do they fill out? Share the, this good. Sure. Um, a great book I would suggest. Uh, I, I don't, I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books. Uh, I'm more of a collector. I usually read a few pages and then chuck it on the shelf. But there are a few books that I uh, would say have changed my life. Very, very few. And one of, one just got added to that list. Um, and it is called Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. Um, every CEO, every entrepreneur struggles with managing their productivity from a calendar perspective, email perspective, document perspective, filing perspective, everything. And a lot of the things you can't get to working on what's important because you're living in your uh, email and your calendaring and travel reservation. And, and so that book uh, really, really, really... Uh, has given me a ton of freedom back in during 20 plus year entrepreneurial journey. It's a breath of fresh air. So I can't stress. I don't, I'm, and again, I'm not somebody, I got hundreds of books. I don't recommend many of them at all. Uh, it's a great book. Buy back your time. Um, Dan Martell. Um, as far as advice, um, my, my best success has always come from uh, managing uh, a balance of, of safety and aggression. A balance of safety and aggression. I think it's a, a a sound way to live life, a sound way to run your business. Uh, don't get too uh, caught up in, in going too fast. I think that's the mistake most people make. They go too fast and they don't have enough focus. They, they build the skyscraper, but don't have a, a strong enough foundation. And the higher they build the skyscraper, the more at risk they are of it falling over. And so um, build your skyscraper, uh, build it slowly, ensure your foundation is strong um, as you continue to 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 put additional stories on that skyscraper. And um, if anybody would like to learn about CG, you're more to check it. Welcome to check it out. You can kind of get like a, a behind the scenes of what an what does an event like actually look like? What is this whole CG thing, right? What happens there? Who's there? Um, if you want to kind of get a little behind the scenes, you can go to dominatethedownturn.com. That's dominatethedownturn.com. Uh, and that'll, uh, now again, it's a great video that um, walks you through who's at the event, what's at the event, what topics we're speaking of. It's, uh, it's a, a happening video. So, uh, that's it. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for, um, being both humble and a little bit aggressive with giving people the, 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 um, what's the I know you are a humble servant at heart and you always come. I remember the many meetings, leave, leave your ego at the door. Serve right? every yeah. day. This is the core values of the community. So you are really a humble person at heart. At the same time, I agree with you. Uh, folks need to be a little bit more proactive, a little bit aggressive, but but not too aggressive. And the last okay. nugget: okay. build your skyscraper with strong foundation, and don't be too uh, aggressive building it too fast. Is a great wisdom because it's very easy to build, and you build house of cards or you build something that doesn't have a good foundation, it can fall. A little bit of a wind little bit of market volatility and you got a big problem in your hands so hey what our next podcast when you hit me up in a year from now or two years now and bring this again we should i've got a pretty cool story 
uh, with a slide deck and everything about uh, the skyscraper story. It's the story of two investors. Uh, it would make for a rocking, a rocking next episode whenever the time comes. I'll take you up on that. Jason, thank All you right, so much course. for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you, my friend. And uh, wishing to G absolutely the best. I'm there. I love the group. Uh, it's kind of like uh, I'm almost to the point. I'm not one of the first people in the group, but I joined clubs and I'm, I'm, I'm amazed and impressed how much it's grown. So I'm so, so super happy for CG, super happy for you. And I appreciate our, our friendship and um, stay well, my friend. Sir, I love you, Big Mike. Thanks to everybody. Hope we brought you some value today. Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fun Book, head to BigMikeFun.com or visit Amazon and type Mike's slot name. Keep listening and keep investing Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.